Hello Woodworms, I'm Ray Defterius and this is the Hand Tool Book Review, the podcast for people who love woodwork and love reading about woodworking too. Have your kids been nagging you to let them play with your tools? Those tools that your wife refers to as the ones that weren't very expensive while raising an eyebrow? Or have they been telling you how the other dads buy playstations for their kids and when are you actually going to make something useful that's not a shop appliance? Well, if you've come to that place in your woodworking career where showing your six-year-old son the super-improved version number seven shooting board no longer cuts the mustard, today's book might be just what you're looking for. I'll admit in advance that it's a bit of a departure from the typical books I review, but it's one I've enjoyed and I thought I'd share it. Today's book is from Bob Gilsdorf and is available in the following formats. Kindle and paperback. Ironically, when I checked on Amazon, the Kindle version was more expensive than the paperback version, which had a list price of $15. But my recommendation is to pick up a copy secondhand. As at August 2022, it was easy enough to find a copy for around $6 on Amazon. And this would be my recommendation for a book that could very well be getting glue on it in the near future in your workshop. I definitely consider buying a cheaper copy for the youngster. For those of you who've been wondering if I was abducted by aliens or holed up in a bunker defending my property from the looters you might have seen in the news recently, well, no, it's unfair to blame radio silence on either aliens or looters. Fortunately, nobody I know has been hurt or affected in the recent unrest, and although there's been a massive amount of damage in the country, none of it was too close to my home. Although I did have one friend who was at work for literally three days because every road to his house was blocked. Crazy times, my thoughts go out to everyone affected. On a more positive note, I'm really excited that today there's a blog post out from Mortise and Tenon magazine about their table of contents for the next issue. I'm really excited to say that my book recommendation is included in the next issue. It's a piece of news I've wanted to share with you for a while, but not wanting to steal their thunder about the issue, I was biting my tongue. As you can imagine, this is pretty big news for me. I've never been published in a woodworking magazine before, so to have these two loves of mine, woodworking and writing, come together like this is amazing. As always, a big thanks to you that have signed up and supported the show, and in particular to Evan Farrow, who recently became a patron. I also received a cool email from Robert Patrick. Robert, I'm glad that you enjoyed taking the back catalogue with you when you went hiking recently. Today's author is Bob Gilsdorf, and here's a brief snippet I found interesting from his bio. During Bob's childhood, his father had a small workshop and was always working on furniture and other projects, showing Bob the ways in which wood could be miraculously transformed into new objects. This creative environment sparked a strong early interest in woodworking. When Bob turned 10 years old, he told his parents that what he wanted for his birthday was to build something. His father designed a gravity-powered go-kart and presented Bob with the pieces. Although nothing more than a pile of wood, four wheels and a salvaged steering wheel, it was the ultimate gift to Bob. His interest in building and creating grew in imaginative directions after his mother gave him his first book on crafting wooden toys. He began to focus on that subject enjoying the fun of projects that could both be built and played with. Bob's love of toy making only grew deeper after he became a father himself and found that his children enjoyed sanding, hammering and building just as much as he did. One of the best parts of making toys with kids is that every project turns out perfect, he says. I built a birdhouse with my four-year-old son and let him draw the shapes of each side and roof. There wasn't a straight line or 90-degree angle anywhere, but my son said that was exactly the way he wanted it. In everything, Bob's motivation flows out of sharing the fun of toy making with young woodworkers. The real satisfaction, he says, comes from watching the kids see their toys in action. 
I think that it's interesting and hardly surprising that Bob was so inspired because of the active support of a parent. In this regard, I know that my boys are benefiting from having access to the tool room. Often it's ignored for months, and then out of the blue there's a surprising interest again. Recently, we had a friend's son over for a play date, and in next to no time, my eldest son had helped him whip up his own spear, complete with a napped spearhead. I think that moments like this inspire the boys, and also make many parents more careful about letting their kids visit our house. Needless to say, the visitor was returned unharmed and carted his new spear into the house, much to his mother's amusement. Well, at least I think she was amused. Apart from weapons, which seems to be the all-time favourite with my little monsters, any toy that does something seems to be a hit with the boys. As much as Matt might enjoy the treasure box I've made for him, simple toys that move are a winner. If you haven't made a simple putt-putt or pop-pop boat, basically a type of steam engine powered boat that you can make with an aluminium can, I'd absolutely suggest you Google these. I think any kid up to the onset of the teen years will love making one with you. And you can really do it with a pair of scissors and an aluminium can. A bit of glue. Boats with elastic propellers, catapults that shoot marshmallows, anything like this is a winner with my boys. Not to mention simple shields and sticks. But today I'm going to stay away from weapons completely, which is why we're not talking about the flaming earbud crossbow. Zany Wooden Toys has 28 projects in it, and it's just over 200 pages long, with lots of clear colour photos. It's not a complex book or a book that is meant as an heirloom gift, and I guess that you might read it and say, oh well, I could have found plans for that on the internet. But I find it to be a nice collection of ideas in one place, and paging through it for inspiration is a winner for me. It's the kind of book that I go back to once every six months or so, when Ben is nagging me to help make something in the shop. One of the things I like is the focus on simple tool construction. The guy on the front cover with the power drill is a bit misleading. I think that core tools for these projects are going to be coping saws, maybe a small back saw, egg beater drill and a hammer. Depending on the age of your child, I think that they might need help with some of the stock preparation. But I guess that's only really important if you're insisting on following the dimensions exactly. I'm not convinced this will be an issue. In most cases, I've just used the dimensions as very rough guides and they point me in the right direction. There's also a good range of complexity in the book, so you can steer the enthusiasm into the appropriate sections. But hey, just the act of trying is bound to teach the kids something. As mentioned, there's a lot of colour photography, and the book is probably 80% visual and 20% if that text. I think a motivated tweenie could pick up this book and give it a go on their own. I must be honest, when I looked up the pricing on the internet, I was surprised at some of the poor rankings the books received. And the only explanation I have is that the book is geared to kids as the audience, and it might seem slightly dumbed down to an adult reader who might expect more. But to me this was part of the appeal of the book. There's a section at the end with some very basic tips. I don't think a child is getting anything from this verse as a good YouTuber, but I think the format of the book will point them in the right directions. It's probably a launching pad for a further education for them. If you ignore the two-page spread that welcomes the book, and skip the appendix that starts in the last few pages, 90% of the book is projects. It's not a theory book, and it won't teach your kids anything in a formal step-by-step -step manner, but that's just fine by me. In a lot of places there is engineering advice that tackles any aspect or tricky part of the project at hand, and gives some advice. Let's take a look at the project and see what's included. I'm going to talk about one that I made with the boys. And it's one that I suggest is a good starting point. It's in the launcher section and it's a back-flipping snow skier. Not a long project or a big section of the book at five pages long, but let's see what you get. 
The first page is a large image of the completed project and three pictures that demonstrate how it works. In this case a skier hinged at the waist with elastics along his back. Provides a toy where when you bend the skier forward which stretches the elastic. Upon release this provides some energy that flips the skier over backwards. If you've got it right they land on their feet. If not there's some laughter and then you go down the rabbit hole of you and your kid alternating turns and trying to get it right. It's good fun and post the project it's the type of toy that begs for upgrades or a whole new even better version to be built. The front page describes this and shows it in pictures. It's a simple paragraph of text but it does highlight the need for a one inch hinge which is the key part of the design. Out of interest if you don't have access to a hinge you can make an old fashioned one as I did by using a thin piece of scrap leather. Page 3 shows an exploded version of the parts while the second page describes the process of making the skier with specific reference to how to add the hinge, the key component of the project, as well as some advice for perfecting the flip and tuning up performance. There are some patterns on page 4 and a material and tools list on page 5. As previously mentioned I wouldn't get overly hung up on an absolutely precise use of the templates, but if you or your child is feeling nervous about your ability to wing it, these do provide a safety blanket. We were missing a few of the recommended parts. I think by the end of the book you might have used more than your fair share of wooden balls for heads and shoulder joints. And at the time I wasn't capable of turning one myself, so I made do with the small square head and adjusted accordingly. If you're making a more complex toy like a gumball machine, then it might be necessary to stick a bit more closely to plan. But I'd suggest almost anything in this book can be adjusted to scraps and doesn't require a visit to the box store. Materials and tools has a cutting list, but also usefully lets you know what tools the kids will be needing to make the project. It's not that important in terms of tooling because they're quite simple, but it'll give you some guidance on what tools are being used on unsupervised projects. The engineering advice in this section was about two issues. One was about the attachment of the hinge which is critical to the project, but there was also a nice tip on countersinking the skis to get the screws to lie flush and protect your surfaces at home. And that's really it, a few paragraphs and descriptions setting out the key steps, some patterns and some tool lists, some pictures and some advice. Enough to get your budding toolmaker on the road to fame and fortune. Don't worry if the lack of detail seems a little intimidating for new woodworkers. I'd caveat what I've said above with the following. In the first two of the five sections, there are more complex instructions. It's uh, done in a step-by-step -step manner, which makes the instructions more comprehensive and gives you some skills for use on the rest of the projects. They're a good place to start. And what are the five sections? Well, there's shooters, such as a pool cue marble shooter, Launchers like the ping pong ball launcher, games like hand hockey, toys like an aeroplane on a stick, and then a section on gumball machines. So don't feel intimidated. Grab a copy and spend some time in the shop with your family. In conclusion, Zany Wooden Tools That Whiz, Spin, Pop and Fly is 207 pages long and is written by Bob Gilsdorf. You can find the book on Amazon and as at August 2021 it costs $15, but again I'd urge you to grab a second hand copy for about a third of that price. The primary reason I would recommend this book is because I often find myself focusing on what I want to do in the shop. It's completely healthy, but so is involving the little ones in the hobby now and then. The book is not earth shattering, it's not precious and it doesn't have unique knowledge. But like some of the toys in the book that launch projectiles in a fun manner, it might just launch your kid on a fun journey. I've never regretted buying it, as simple as it might seem at first glance. It's a book I go back to every now and again for inspiration or for some fun ideas for a weekend build. I'm giving the book a 7 out of 10 in the category Kids.
So that's it for now, Woodworms. And remember, go make something for the youngster in your house or a fun gift for a friend's child. And keep reading. If you have any comments or suggestions, perhaps a favorite book you'd like to suggest or one you're considering buying that you'd like to be featured, drop me an email at handtoolbookreview at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can find me on Patreon and your contributions will support the purchase of books for the library and future episodes. 